Hello and welcome to Sermons from First Press, a weekly podcast from the First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, Michigan. The scripture reading for today comes from the book of Psalms, number 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. This is the word of the Lord. This morning's gospel reading comes from the Gospel of John, 10th chapter. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gates but climbs in by another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. This is the word of the Lord. One of the earliest memories I have is the time I got lost when I was about five years old. We were on a family vacation in a crowded beach somewhere in Korea. We set up a tent, and soon my parents went out to get us some food. I was left with my four older sisters, and we played some stupid games I can't recall right now, and we were starting to get kind of bored. So despite my mom's specific instructions to stay put, my two oldest sisters decided that they were going to go out and explore. My other two siblings thought it would be fun to follow them. I wanted to go too, but they looked at me sternly and told me not to follow because none of them wanted to be responsible for a five-year tag-along when they could be having fun on the beach. So they ran out from the tent thinking I wouldn't dare chase them. Well, I did. I ran after them as fast as my short five-year-old legs could carry me, which evidently wasn't fast enough because when I caught up to the girl in a red swimsuit who I thought was one of my sisters, it wasn't. 
I looked around the crowded beach and realized none of my sisters were in sight, and neither was the tent. I spun around and around trying to locate something, anything that looked even remotely familiar. I wanted to cling on to something, but I didn't recognize anything. Panic quickly set in, and I did what any self-respecting five-year-old would do. I started screaming mommy at the top of my lungs as torrents of hot tears and mucus poured out of my eyes and nose. Imagine this five-year-old girl in her cute yellow bikini screaming and crying hysterical in the middle of a crowded beach on a hot summer afternoon, utterly and hopelessly lost. Okay, it's a cliffhanger. If you want to find out what happened to my five-year-old lost self, you'll just have to wait until I get to the end of my sermon. (laughs) Have you ever been lost? Maybe followed someone you thought you knew, but it was someone else, or your GPS gave you wrong directions? Although that incident was from decades ago, it was such a traumatic experience for me that it still sends shivers down my spine whenever I talk about it. Being physically lost is one thing, but what about being lost in life? Feeling like you don't know what you're living for or where you're headed. Lost in the sea of meaningless work or overwhelming responsibilities or a lack thereof. If we are honest with ourselves, we all know this feeling of being lost a little too well. From the time of Adam and Eve, we had lost our way until Jesus came to show us how to live, to really live. In today's passage, Jesus states his purpose for coming into the world in no uncertain terms. I came that you may have life, and have it abundantly. Friends, let's be clear. God doesn't want us to merely survive, but God wants us to thrive. God doesn't want us to just live, but God wants us to flourish. God doesn't want us to experience the trauma of being lost over and over again, but God wants us to know the joy of being found. Where Do you find yourself today? We all want to have life and have it abundantly. And so does Jesus. So how do we have this abundant life? Jesus says, the sheep follow me because they know my voice. Following our good shepherd so that we may live an abundant life requires us to know his voice to hear it often and be familiar with it so that we do not follow the voice of thieves who only want to take advantage of us, but we want to follow the voice of the Good Shepherd who always has our best interest at heart. There are so many voices vying for our attention in our world today. Which voice do we follow? At certain points in our lives, we might have followed the wrong voice. Those voices might have promised us wealth, love, and security, but all of them cost us more than we could possibly afford. And while they may have given us a fleeting sense of happiness, it 
ultimately left us feeling used and hurt and emotionally more bankrupt than when we first started out. The executive director of the Beatitude Society, Reverend Ann Howard, explains it this way. John's community knew about good shepherds and bad shepherds, the thieves of the story who taxed the poor into poverty, the ones who starved the people and fed themselves, the ones who traded the shalom of their tradition for the Pax Romana. No doubt they longed for a good shepherd. In John's telling of the Jesus story, they hear that Jesus is the good shepherd, the way of comfort and sustenance, abundance and strength, even in the face of death. Are we following the right voice today? Let us be reminded that our shepherd's voice is always the voice of sacrificial love, grace, mercy, justice, peace, and compassion. Voice that says that even those who lead good lives can have pre-existing conditions. But really, the voice of the shepherd is the one that says the only pre-existing condition is God's love for all people and everyone deserves to be treated with ultimate dignity, compassion, and grace. Jesus promises us that if we follow that voice, even though we walk through the valley of shadow of death, our lives will be full and our cups will overflow and it will ultimately lead us to a life abundant. You see, an abundant life is not a life that is void of hardship, but it's a life that even in the face of death, it rejoices in the fullness of God's love and grace. The sheep follow the voice, even though the path may lead to the cross, because they trust that Jesus knows the way out of a tomb into a glorious new life. But friends, Perhaps you have veered off the road and have been lured away by different voices in search of greener pastures only to find yourself lost and broken. If that is the case, don't despair. Jesus relentlessly pursues you until he finds you and brings you back to your rightful place, even if he has to break your leg to carry you on his shoulders. He places road markers along the way and goes ahead of you so that you won't get lost again. Now, we also know that sheep are flock animals. They go in and out of the sheepfold together. They do not leave their herd. More, of, more often than not, they actually follow the sheep that's in front of them rather than the shepherd himself. That's why it's so important that the sheep in front of us are headed in the right direction. Jesus says twice, I am the gate. It is through him that we go in and out and have our being. To live an abundant life means to recognize our interconnectedness, to know that I am because you are, that we belong together and we flourish together as a body of Christ, that I cannot be me 
without you being you, we can never live the abundant life alone. But sometimes we find it difficult to be with others, don't we? Instead of flourishing together, we feel like we're, we want to choke each other. Instead of showing who we really are, we are busy trying to prove to one another that we are well put together and nothing is ever wrong with our lives. In order for us to be the body that can experience the abundant life together, we need to start being vulnerable to each other, to expose our authentic selves with flaws and all and allow others to embrace us just as we are. According to Brene Brown, a famous shame researcher and um, best-selling author, she says, we cultivate love when we allow our most vulnerable and powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. Love is not something we give or get, she says. It is something that we nurture and grow, a connection that can only be cultivated between two people when it exists within, within each of them. Shame, blame, disrespect, betrayal, and the withholding of affection damage the roots from which love grows. Love can only survive these injuries if they are acknowledged and healed. When was the last time you let others see who you really are? When was the last time you shared your story with people in this church? Not just about your accomplishments, but about your real fears insecurities, and failures. It takes courage to tell our stories to each other, to let ourselves be really seen and loved. But when we do, we come in and go out and find pasture. Our shepherd will lead us out into the world where we can fully live out our faith through acts of service and compassion and join God at work in our community. Friends, the abundant life that's promised to us is powerful, vulnerable, and loving body of Christ is not about passively receiving God's love and acceptance, but actively embracing our identity as beloved children of God so that we may serve others and transform our community, so that we can be active witnesses to God's powerful love that is alive and at work in us and in the world around us. Let's follow the voice of the Good Shepherd as he leads his beloved community out into the world. That's what it means to live a life and live it to the full. So, there I stood in the middle of a crowded beach, terrified, so lost, dizzy from screaming and crying so much. Finally, 
a security guard came out of nowhere and took me to the office. They took my name and age down and announced my lostness to the entire world. <laughs> but here was the thing. I used to have a speech impediment. I had a hard time pronouncing words, including my own name. So the name that went out over the PA system was not my name. I was gripped with fear that my parents would not know that it was me, that they would not come for me. I'm sure only a few minutes passed, but it felt like hours. I waited and waited. Then it finally happened. The door flung open with such force that I thought it was going to come unhinged. And there in the doorway was my mom with fire coming out of her eyes. She desperately scanned the room like a big grizzly mama bear looking for her cub. And once she spotted me across the room, she ran up to me and hugged me with incredible tightness and let out a loud cry of relief and continued to weep loud, loud into my small, tired body. I am convinced to this day that even if there had been an army of men with machine guns blocking her path, she would have gotten to me with some supernatural power I cannot comprehend. The thing is, my mother is this quiet, reserved, elegant woman who would never show such raw emotion and force in public before. And the truth is, I never saw her like that in public ever again. But for that one moment, I knew that she loved me more than anything in the world. And no matter where I was or what I had said my name was, she would have gone to the ends of the earth to find me. Friends, that is the way it is with Jesus. He will find you no matter where you are today. Even when you don't know who you are or what your name is, he will find you and call you by your rightful name. Your shepherd knows you and knows your name. You don't have to stay lost. I hope you'll respond when he calls your name so that you may have life and have it abundantly. I know we already had read Psalm 23, but I wonder if I can read it to you one more time, if I may. And if I can ask you to just close your eyes and imagine this shepherd guiding you, leading you, protecting you. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil 
for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May it be so. Amen. Friends, God prepares the table for us, offering us a feast of abundant love. Our cups overflow with the bounty of grace, for our shepherd knows us as no one else can. He restores our souls, heals our brokenness, nourishes us with bread and cup for the life of ministry. Come to the table and feast with the shepherd. All are invited. All are welcome. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Shepherd in God, we praise and thank you because you gathered your flock around Abraham and through Moses and Joshua, you brought your sheep into a place of safety. In Jesus, you came to us as the Passover lamb to take away the sins of the world. As our everlasting good shepherd, you promise that those who hear your voice shall never be in want, for you know your sheep by name and you call us as your own and give each of us a place in the sheepfold of your kingdom, the place where angels and archangels and all the company of heaven sing your unending praise. Sustaining God, as you lead your sheep to green pastures and guide them beside still water, so you have led us to this table, where in bread and wine you restore our soul. Send down your Holy Spirit and restore your church through the abundance of this sacred meal. As we remember the story of your son's life laid down for us, sanctify this bread and this cup and make them to be for us the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ. Saving God, your rod and your staff comfort all who look to you in faith. Search out your sheep that are lost and bring them home. When you find them in the valley of fear, gather them into your arms. 
When they face evil in the presence of enemies, follow them with your goodness and mercy all the days of their life. On that day, when the shadow of death covers them, bring them to dwell in your house forever. Shepherd us with all your saints of every age into your glorious presence where we shall behold your Lamb in seated glory, most holy Trinity, now and always. And now we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for worshiping with us. For more information, visit us on the web at www.firstpresbyterian.org or send an email to info at firstpresbyterian.org. See you next week for another sermon from First Press.